Hello, everybody, and welcome to Surviving the Modern World. I'm your host, Jason. This is episode nine, and in this episode, I've actually been wanting to do this one for a very long time. And this one's entitled Entitlists. And uh, before we get into this, I'm going to kind of do a little bit new approach to the show. Uh, it's been a while. I've uh, actually taken a small break. Not by choice, just a lot of things going on in my life right now. And a new baby on the way any day now, so that's been pretty cool. Um, but some of the news that I received from some people, um, I'll, I'll just read a couple of emails I received. Um, there's one, and nobody said not to use their name or anything. I won't give out any of the personal info, but uh, his handle is Prepper1987. He says, uh, great show and do a review on survival blankets all different types and makes so and i know that there's a whole bunch of them out there uh prepper 1987 and uh we'll definitely be going through some of them because i've bought some cheap ones and i bought some nicer ones so i will definitely do that as a uh, gear review here in the near future and uh, another email that i was going to read here is from glockaholic 17 uh, great info and not too bad for a beginner podcaster uh, try limiting the music and talk about security if you would very important so thanks both of you guys for your feedback and uh like i said hey give me some advice give me some feedback i'm down for anything and uh one of the other uh websites that i would really like to throw a shout out to and i think i threw a shout out to him a little bit earlier but um it's titansurvival.com and titan survival I've been looking at some of their gear, and so Prepper1987, if you're listening, as far as like survival blankets, uh, Titan Survival, they actually have a really cool variety of uh, sleeping bags that are actually just pretty much a space blanket with a mummy bag type draw hood. Uh, really cool. Uh, I don't know what they're really rated. I, I'm not really sure on their products. I did shoot them a shout out after I kind of looked into some of their things and asked them that if they would like to send me some gear, we can do some reviews on it. And uh, I just received a little camera, so I bought a little action camera. So I'm gonna be starting a YouTube channel as well uh, because Survival Boxes, they kinda um, shot me some, some messages back. They were saying that they'll be sending us out some gear boxes to do some reviews. I haven't seen one yet, but I'm sure that it's in the works. But whenever they do, I'd like to do a uh, pretty much a video just showing what's in the box just an unopening of their box and so uh just you know whenever i get those done i'll definitely let you guys know and i did open up a youtube channel just to lock in the name and there are no videos on there yet but you guessed it it's surviving the modern world and so it was pretty lucky i was just making sure that it was there uh and speaking of i actually was thinking about doing a website where i could post because um, i know a lot of people they say once you get so many of these podcasts down that they remove uh, some of your older episodes. And so I would like to probably get a website and put it on there. Well, I typed it in and uh, somebody had already taken up uh, survivingthemodernworld.com. And I looked down and it was actually a really old podcast. The guy started doing it in like 02. And so if you're listening, if you find me by any chance, uh, I am sorry. I didn't do my homework and look into any of that stuff but and we're actually doing pretty hand in hand almost the same thing so great minds think alike and uh, i'm probably going to drop him a line and just let him know so i don't step on some toes if i have to i'll change the name of the show just out of respect somebody beat me to it and you know creative minds so anyway with all that good stuff out of the way we'll just go ahead and begin with the show so I've been wanting to totally do this subject for quite a while now, and the entitlist, that is the most dangerous thing out there, okay? I mean, that's right next to, like, disease plagues and stuff like that, okay? And I did a little bit of statistic hunting just to actually throw some scary numbers out there. Well, let me tell you what, the numbers are so manipulated, and from year to year to year, They've been not really kept track in the same way. Um, it, it's actually kind of jacked up how they've kept track of them. So it's almost like there's no real way to track uh, the way that they were keeping track. 
So what I kind of looked at was whenever you do a search of number of people on welfare, some reason, anytime you do a search that involves government aid, anything to do with uh, statistics, they don't really bring up the newest one on the search engine. Okay. And so this one brought up first thing was uh, 2012. So I thought, well, that's great. I'll, I'll hit 2012 and then we'll go to 2016, which would be our current since the year's ended. So maybe their numbers are, are wrapped up. Well, some of the numbers blew me away. And now, not all people on welfare, on, you know, assisted living, whatever, whatever you want to call it, you know, not everybody is a scary dirtbag that's going to commit crime and do this and that. But there, there are quite a few that are, and, you know, and, but then there's a lot of people that are what we're talking about today, the entitlists. And these, these are the douchebag dickheads that think that they deserve something. Okay. That, that they shouldn't have to go and work hard, that the government should just give them a check because they're an American. And to be honest with you guys, you know, and I'm sure that everybody's met one of these entitlists and everybody's probably got one in their head right now whenever you hear the the word the entitlers the welfare abusers and stuff well they're not an american all right first off they're a piece of shit if they were any type of an american um an american would be somebody that's trying to support and help the country trying to not be a piece of shit pretty much i mean that's my that's my definition of an american all right guys and you know these people that are just born in america and they are born into poverty and they don't try and change and they don't try and fix things. Well, I'm not proud of those guys. You know, they're just adding to the problem and they just keep going with it. And I mean, and, and you can tell me that, you know, that you don't look around and say, man, where we're living is just totally fucked up. We're sitting here living in this low income trashy apartment with, you know, my mom and her flop house where she's got six, seven boyfriends coming in and out and all my crackhead buddies. Okay, wake up. You know what I mean? Like you don't see the problem there. You know, you don't, you don't see the need to go out and get a job and earn money. You know, it, it just kills me. And a while ago I was trying to explain to my wife, uh, cause you know, she's from Vietnam. They don't really have a welfare system. And I've been over there five times now. And when you walk the streets, you see people that are, your heart goes out to them. All right. These people have like twisted legs, twisted arms, uh, maybe a hunchback They're, you know, they're hurt, you know? And, and I mean, they're, they're definitely somebody that if you saw them over here in our country, you'd be like, wow, you know, you shouldn't be out working. You shouldn't be doing this. These people are sitting down in the streets with holy beat up clothes. And I mean, they, they're just the epitome of poor, right? They are just poverty. And they're, they're sitting out there changing tires on people's motorcycles that picked up a nail or something. And, you know, then some of them are sitting there on the street corner and they're handing out bottles of water for money. And, you know, and then you look around and every one of them is working. And, you know, I've even seen some of the guys packing, uh, you know, boxes and they're, they're loading little scooters up full of stuff and driving it all over. But we're sitting on the corner cooking desserts, cookies and things like that. Just trying to make a living. And you don't really see a whole lot of that here in America. You know, everybody's sitting around on the street corners asking you for some money. You know, they stand there at Walmart at the entrance coming in or leaving. You know, you, you see them at bus stops, whatever, street corners. It's just disgusting. It's like, you know what? I have so many jobs, you know, that I do. I create, and you know, and, and I'm not feeling sorry for myself here. I create myself a new job like every other day. I'm not even kidding you. And for the people that say like, well, I can't find a job. Well, I'll tell you this. I could make you a challenge. If I was to gather $200, I could take that $200 and instead of wasting it on stupid shit like Oakley's or a pair of Nikes or something stupid, I could take that money and within a month, I could turn that money into thousands of dollars by buying something that would create a business, you know? I mean, okay, I had the guy that come to my store just a little bit ago and he wanted to wash windows. Okay, I looked at his gear. He had like a little uh, 
dollar store squeegee, a little shitty dollar store bucket. And he had uh, some Windex, he, you know, and everything was like a generic brand. And I started looking at it and I thought, you know what, this guy, and, and you know, and he didn't look, uh, you know, homeless, but he did look down on his luck. And, you know, and he says, well, hey, I'll clean your windows for like 20 bucks. And I was like, buddy, go right ahead. And so I let him come in and he cleaned my windows inside and out. And he did a pretty good job, you know, and I paid him 20 bucks. And so even if he landed like three jobs doing that, you know what I mean? He would have totally made back his money on his gear and started a business. I'm sure it's under the table and everything like that, but there's nothing wrong with that. You know, he, he was, uh, he took initiative. And if I see that, you know, if I see somebody taking initiative and wanting to better themselves, I'll help them in any way that I can. But these people that are just like, I'm entitled to, to free handouts. I need my food stamps, my EBT card, you know, and then they feel bad that, well, you can't call it food stamps anymore. You know, you got to call it my EBT or now it's my food bullshit, whatever card. I don't know. But here's the other thing is that they were like, well, we're left out. You know, everybody else gets to go to eat at McDonald's and stuff. And so, you know what they did? They made those sons of bitches where they can take their food stamp card. I don't care what you call it. And they can go to McDonald's and they can pick up freaking food at McDonald's with their food stamp card, guys. This is a joke. You know, I don't eat at McDonald's. One, it's disgusting as shit. But two, you know, I just, I, I don't eat fast food because it's expensive, okay? It, you know, I mean, you take your family out and you eat dinner, let's say even at Wendy's. You're out like 45 bucks. Go to Walmart, drop $45 in vegetables, potatoes, noodles, and some meat, and you'll be blown away. You'll be able to feed your family for five days on that same money. So these entitlists, I mean, they're just lazy. If I'm down on my luck, guess what? I'm not eating out fast food, you know? That's just me. It's because it's common sense. But these guys don't have common sense. And they really don't even have anything else to offer, period. So anyway, to get back to my, my deal, in 2012, okay, there was 109 million 631,000 people living in households that are taking federal welfare benefits, okay? And it says, according to the Census Bureau, that equated to 35.4% of all the people living in the United States at that time. 35%. That is like over a third, guys. Come on. I mean, a third of America is getting welfare benefits? And that, that's just sickening. And so, you know, I, I sat there and kind of looked at that and I thought, God, that is just, that's worse than I thought, period. You know, and so then I started looking into it for 2016. Okay. And remember, I went at the very beginning and I was talking about how it's tricky because the government, they throw out, you know, well, we recorded this many people on food stamps but they didn't record housing with the food stamps. So the numbers are different. You know what I mean? And maybe they're just getting housing or maybe they're just getting, you know, their gas and stuff paid for. Who knows? So anyway, and uh, in 2016, okay, the most recent ones. And like I said, okay, it's tricky. And it's tricky for a reason to make it look like, um, like maybe the president, Obama, the pile of shit, like he did something good right at the end of his term. So if you're looking at 2012, we're at 109 million, okay? And now you look at 2016, so four years later, right as that piece of shit's getting out, what do you know? They record 67 million, okay? 891,000. So that's a huge difference, man. You know, from 109 to 67 million, and change. So, okay, something's not right here because I sure as hell know that that piece of crap did not create that many damn jobs, okay? So, this is something you have to keep into consideration, guys. And so, you're looking at how many people became ineligible to be on welfare because whenever Obama did create some jobs, and I know that it's not just him, no, no president 
can do anything by themselves. They don't rip their shirt off and have a Superman's, you know, shirt on underneath and fly around and create jobs and shit. But they do manipulate things. All right. They can manipulate the economy. They can manipulate a lot of things. And so anyway, what they ended up doing was they, they created a bunch of jobs that were temporary. Okay. And once you take a temporary job, you're no longer on your welfare benefits. Okay. And so now they're not counting you. But whenever you lose your your uh, temporary job, then you're ineligible to get back on welfare and stuff. Okay? And a lot of the assistance programs and stuff are gone for you. And especially if you're a male, you know, that kind of stuff, it, you know, it, it's, it's more geared towards females and single mothers and things. And rightfully so. Okay? I believe in a welfare system. I think that it should be in place and that we should have welfare and the welfare, you know, that's like, you know, your well-being of your fellow man and your fellow people, okay? And and it's sad because there are a lot of single mothers. And I wouldn't want to have two, three kids and try and work a full-time job and juggle where those kids are, how they're getting fed, their breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know, kids are messy, man. Kids are little filth monsters. That's all they do is run around and get into stuff. You know, they're always covered in chocolate or or markers, or something. You have to be on them all the time. Now, throw that on top of working a full-time job. And these single mothers, they're not, obviously, they're probably not, like, well-educated or well-trained in the plumbing and welding industry. They're probably not electricians. So, these single mothers, you know, bless their hearts, they're, you know, they're trying to do the best that they can, maybe being a part-time secretary for somebody. Maybe they work at a clothing store or a gas station, you know, or a grocery store. But that's about where you're at, okay? They're not making anywhere near, you know, $10 an hour even. You know, they're making probably minimum wage and trying to take care of two kids. You know, my hat goes off to them. You know, they, they definitely need the welfare system. And that's what it was in place for. And I would totally, I would, I, I don't feel bad one bit given my tax dollars to help some lady like that in that situation. But what I don't like is I don't like this thuggish piece of shit that walks around with his pants hanging down, has never had a job, smokes pot every day, and eats fast food for free. Okay? That piece of shit needs to get held down and drowned. You know, and so to go back again, of course, I do that a lot. Uh, I get off track. But, you know, if you're listening to me by now and you haven't, you know, got fed up with that, then hey. Appreciate you uh, putting up with me. But I, I drove around with my wife, and I was trying to explain to her what the entitlement, what the welfare people are, you know, the low income. And, you know, because to get back to that, you know, Vietnam didn't have this kind of stuff. So, you know, these people that were twisted up, beat up, and, and uh, disfigured, even mentally ill, they had to find some way to work. They had to go out and do all this stuff. Well, I wanted to show her how it can be abused and how trashy it is. And so anyway, there's a there's a couple of low-income areas in my town. And actually, they're growing, like, ridiculously, okay? And so I, I took her around, and here we were driving around. I had a, a 2003 Suzuki Swift, okay? It was like a little Geo Metro-looking piece of crap car that, you know, my, my dad had gave me. It was a carpool car, and and, you know, I just drove it to work and back because it was good on gas. And anyway, so we're driving that around, you know, and, you know, I, I'm making okay money. You know, I'm, I'm not like living poverty or nothing, but, you know, so, but I don't go out and buy brand new nice cars, you know, because I'm smart with my money, you know, but so anyway, to get back on track, I take her and we're driving through these little neighborhoods where it's all low income and, you know, there's kids out in the streets. They're out there playing basketball. They're playing soccer. They're running around, you know, the younger ones. They look just fine, you know, Ninja Turtle sweatshirts and stuff. But then whenever you get into, like, the 10-year-olds, the, the 11, 12-year-olds, they look like a bunch of little drug-dealing thugs, all right? They look trashy. And then whenever you get into the even older kids that were walking around out there, you know, most of them were smoking. And, uh, you know, and you look at them and go, God, that kid's probably 15, 16 years old. I know he's not even old enough to smoke. And, you know, and, and nobody's saying a thing. Every single place around there had a satellite dish sticking out of their balconies, okay? And a decent barbecuer 
And when we're driving around, I was pointing things out to my wife, you know, and people were staring at us like, what are these guys doing in the hood? And I'm sitting here pointing out stuff. I'm like, look, count the barbecuers. Look at this. These guys have way nice gas barbecuers, two, $300 barbecuers and satellite, you know, and uh, we're driving around looking at this stuff. And I said, hey, you know what? I just noticed something. Look at the vehicles they're driving. Are they driving pieces of shit like we're in? That's what you would think a low-income person would be driving, is some beat-up Geo Metro, you know. No. You're looking around. There was several new-style Camaros, okay? You're seeing a lot of brand-new trucks, brand-new cars. I mean, all kinds of nice cars. And my wife was blown away. She said, this is the poor place? And I was, yeah, you know, this is how it works, man. Our, our government has turned these piles of shit into just the worst leech you could ever have. These guys, they get a welfare check, you know, and, 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 and actually I know how a lot of these women and stuff get extra money. They'll sell their food stamps for money and, and then they'll end up taking that money and then they go buy drugs or they can do anything else and they'll sell drugs. They'll buy pain pills and then they'll sell them, you know, because they'll get more money out of that than they will going down and buying milk and cheese and bread. So when we're driving around through this, this dump, I mean, in some of these places, the doors were like kicked off, you know, they were like hanging and, uh, windows were broken. There was cardboard and duct tape in the windows, but you know what? You saw their priorities. Everybody's smoking. Everybody has a nice, you know, barbecuer. They all have that satellite TV. And of course they're not going to drive a piece of crap car. They're not, you know, they're not that low. They're entitled man. You know, we deserve, give us, give us, give us. What are we going to do to earn it? Nothing. We're entitled to this shit. That's exactly their attitudes. And, you know, I, I actually love watching these videos because it just, it just makes me sick. I go on YouTube, all right, and just type in, uh, do any type of a search where a food stamp card has no balance at McDonald's or, you know, um, food stamp card doesn't work, gets violent. You know what I mean? Like any, anything, you know, you can think of in those combos to search and you'll see so many people come up to McDonald's and they'll pull up to the window and then they hand them their little food stamp card and it doesn't work. And the lady will climb out of the car and start throwing punches because she didn't get her 10 piece chicken nugget, large fries and drink that she's entitled to. And a couple of years ago, the food stamp cards, and you can Google all this stuff, guys. I, I am all over the media. I'm all over the news. I'm, I'm checking stuff out, but I'm not very good with dates, and I don't write shit down. It screws up my train of thought, but if I even had one, right? But if you take any type of Google search, and you just type in um, when food stamp cards quit working in LA, okay? And in California, the food stamp cards quit working for, I think it was like four or six days. There was like full-blown people robbing places, beating people up, going into fast food, demanding their food because that's their right to have their food for free, you know? And it was just disgusting. And, you know, and this is just a normal day in our life, in our world, okay? And so now let's go ahead and throw a scenario your way, all right? Let's say something major bad happens. Let's say that the uh, trucks quit rolling because if somehow the, the diesel fuel was to mess up, the diesel trucks quit rolling, or even if a highway was to be blocked up bad, or even a natural disaster, Hurricane Katrina, all right? Something like that happens. Some reason people are not getting goods. They're not getting government help. Their food stamp card's not working. It's a total shit hit the fan scenario, guys. And... These people that have never had to work, have never had to earn, they're, they're programmed, okay? I mean, you can program somebody by giving them a certain lifestyle and a certain way of thinking for so long, and they'll fall right in on it. So these guys, they're not going to all of a sudden look around and go, oh man, you know, the food stamps are just over, guys, the gig is up. We better just go out and start growing a garden. No. These piles of shit, what they're going to do is they're going to start looking for anything that they can grab, that they can take, that they can loot, 
and get that shit home, maybe sell it, maybe trade it, get whatever they want, and they're not going to try and earn it, guys. And at this point, you know, the police, they're set up in numbers to protect a pretty calm society, okay? And I, I really would be scared to death to be a cop if the shit goes down because, you know, whenever it starts to go, it goes. And people will just go in huge droves, start getting crazy, start looting. And I mean, if you have a normal police force that's meant to drive around, give speeding tickets, and just keep neighborhoods clean at night while they just drive around and, and make their presence known, that's not enough, guys. The police are going to be overwhelmed. In fact, I'll bet you a lot of them that just signed up for that easy, I just drive around, cake, kickback attitude and that type of job, whenever they see a bunch of guys throwing Molotov cocktails and they've got baseball bats with barbed wire wrapped on them and they're out there beating the crap out of everybody and breaking windows out, I'd, I'd actually have to say that there will probably be a percentage of police that will take off, run home to grab their family and protect their family in safety. You know, that's... and and. Could you really blame them? You know, are you going to risk your life and get killed by these piece of crap entitlers? And so that's the most dangerous thing next to a plague, next to a nuke. All right. It, it's going to be the entitlists. And these guys, they're not going to stop and feel bad. They, they've been programmed for so many years that this is my right. This is what I get. And, you know, and it, even in the modern world, they're putting such a burden on us, okay? Look at Bernie Sanders, okay? That dumb motherfucker. I'll tell you what, somebody needs to kill him. The first thing that that stupid dickhead did was he started pumping people's heads full of free college. I'll give you free college. Well, let me tell you what, Bernie Sanders. Free college is the biggest piece of bullcrap lie I've ever seen in my life. Nothing is free, guys. First off, nothing is free, okay? If you walk down the street and somebody says, would you like a free sample, and they give you a little cookie, guess what? Somebody paid for that, okay? Nothing is free. And either you'll have to listen to their spiel on how awesome that cookie is, or you'll have to look stupid eating it while they try and sell you a bag and you don't buy it. Either way, you're going to pay for that cookie one way or another, or somebody else is. Flat out, nothing in this world is free. All right, maybe the air, but well, with these guys that are wanting to do this college for free, okay, pisses me off to no end because one, whenever I was younger, okay, I was trying to save up, trying to save up, going to college and, you know, right as I got enough money to start going to college, something bad would happen, okay? I was living up in Salt Lake with some roommates you know, maybe your car needed new tires. That will clean you out. I'll tell you what, when you're a young guy and you're trying to make it on your own in an apartment and working a job and you're not making much money, you know, something like new tires will clean you out. And so, you know, many times I had to postpone, postpone and never ended up going to college. And I would go in there and try and get grants or aid of any kind. And they'd say, sorry, your parents make too much money. And my parents were middle class. They weren't no, you know, doctors or anything like that. They're, my dad was a coal miner. My mom was a secretary at an insurance place. So, you know, there was no help for me. There was no aid for me. And they didn't make enough money to send me to college. So I was on my own, guys. So you know what I did? I sucked it up. I joined the Marines. Well, and I joined it for other reasons. But it's also a plus because everybody knows you'll get the GI Bill, right? Well, a lot of people don't know this, but you still earn the GI Bill, okay? You have to pay $1,200 pretty much in the first year that you're in to get the GI Bill. And then, if you want the kicker, which pretty much gives you another half of a GI Bill added to it, um, and more money a month, I guess, that's going to be another $750 lump sum up front. So you do that. So you're into it like 1950. You've almost paid $2,000 to the government into a big GI Bill fund. And that's how you're going to get your free college. Okay. So that and after you're done with your four years, then you have four years inactive. So you really sign up. You're in there for eight years. Okay, guys. So eight years of your life and $2,000 of your money. 
I think you damn well earned your free college, okay? And, but these little idiots, okay? That Like, there was a woman that was on, uh, she was on a news channel, and I love it. I saw it on YouTube, and this guy was just making her look like a tard. He's talking with her, and he says, so, no, pretty much Bernie Sanders was promoting communism, okay? It's, no one can be rich, and no one will be poor. Eat a dick, Bernie. It's not going to happen. There are poor people for a reason, because people are lazy piles of shit. And then, there are also stupid piles of shit. But then there are people that pull their head out of their butt, and they get out, they get a job, they work hard, and they earn things, okay? And so this girl was saying that, you know, we, we should get free college. We need to vote for Bernie because he wants to do it. And she's, and the guy says, well, how are you going to get this free college? Somebody's going to pay for that. And she says, well, the rich will pay for it. And he's saying the rich will pay for it. You know, how do you figure that? And she says, well, they should be taxed more so that that can pay for our college. And so the guy sits back and he tells the girl, he says, okay, well, well, let's say you go to college. And let's say you get your free college and you, and you work clear up until you're a doctor, okay? And you're making good money. Now you're rich, okay? So should they tax you like 50% taxes because you're rich so that you can pay for those other people? And the girl says, well, no. <laughs> and the guy was just laughing. He's like, don't you see the point? It's like, you want the rich to give you money so that you'll better yourself to become rich. But at that point, you want to stop. You don't want to give your money to the next poor generation, you know? And, and, and it's bullshit to do that anyway. That's the dumbest mentality ever, okay? And by the way, guys, college is not the only way to make money. There are so many millionaires, billionaires out there that never stepped foot in a college. Or if they did... A lot of them got kicked out for stupid reasons, you know? And so anyway, to get back on track, you know, you don't you don't deserve something for nothing, you know? You, everybody should get out there and, and work hard and earn it. One, you're going to feel better about the things that you have because you earned it, you know what I mean? But so in a shit hits the fan scenario, though, these entitlists are going to just come in droves. Seems like like they're roaches or something. Like they they will just swarm together. It's almost like they're not going to try and rob each other. They just team up and pile up into these big rioting, looting bands. You know, you've seen them on TV, and they will just target all the people that have things. Okay, so if you live in a nice neighborhood and you go, well, that's why I live in a nice neighborhood. Well, guess what? Nice neighbor neighborhoods have nice neighborhoods have good shit to steal, okay? You have the nice car. You have the nice CD player. You have all that stuff in that car. You have valuable things in this big, beautiful home. So you're a big target having nice things, okay? But the other thing that you should collect are self-defense things. And so, you know, like, um, you know, like Glockaholic17 said, uh, I had to look back and see his name. He, um, you know, he said, talk a little bit about security. And so with security, you know, that's a lot of things that, you know, that you need to be doing. You need, you need to be checking doors, windows. Um, you know, I have a security system with a company called Vivint and they're, they're phenomenal. I can, I could leave my house and even if, let's say I forgot to lock my door and I go, Oh crap. I don't know if I locked my door. I can go onto my keypad and I can tell it, arm my house from my phone, and uh, and I can monitor it. You know, if somebody walked in, it will show front door, but it'll also set off my alarm. So, I mean, if you walk into a home and your alarm's going off, you're not going to stick around and keep trying to loot it when there's a huge siren thing blaring. You know, you're running, you're scared already, so you're out of there. So even if you left your door unlocked and you had a security type system, then that's great. So you know, thanks, Clockaholic. You you kind of got me on that subject, but. He's exactly right, because when these entitlists and, and even mobs and looters and bandits, whatever, whenever they start trying to take, you know, their way of life and try and, and uh, 
just, you know, keep living the way that they've been living off of the people that have things and that earn things, you're going to need a security plan. Okay. And, you know, to me, sky's the limit, guys. It's like open white trash hunt season. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, if, if I got people trying to break into my house, they're going to get a 12 gauge round in the face, you know, um, make little makeshift traps. You can do all kinds of stuff. And I'm not going to recommend certain types of traps because somebody out there is going to build one, kill their neighbor kid on accident and be like, well, I heard it on surviving the modern world podcast. He said to go out and secure your property. Okay. Well, one, you could post a lot of signs, you know, I mean, a lot of people put signs around private property saying, you know, private property, security camera, you're on your own video. At that point, people don't care about video because if your power is down, no one cares. But the one thing that they will care is if you maybe have a, you know, beware of dog sign. That's perfect. Even if you don't have a dog, you know, if you go up to, uh, to check somebody's, you know, yard or something like that, and there's a beware of dog sign hanging on their fence, you're, you're probably not going to want to go back there because you're like, oh man, I don't know. Is it back there? Is it one of those dogs that doesn't bark? So that's a phenomenal deterrent, you know, for your yard. And you can, you know, maybe even on the door of your house, put a beware of dog sign on there. And, you know, that'll kind of cover your bases with that. But, you know, so anyway, to go back to the, the whole, you know, Bernie supporters and stuff like that, you know, and, and to, to be handed everything in life, that's just what these young kids think. Well, well, they shouldn't charge me for college because I heard somewhere some other countries they just you know they pay for your college well like i said guys nothing is free if a country is paying for your medical if a country is paying for your college you're paying for that with your taxes because if you look at Can canada's taxes the canadian medical system one yeah it's free for canadians but you're paying for it because you've got like probably 70% taxes, okay? You're paying out the butt for taxes. Two, your medical is crap. I mean, you're getting what you're paying for. And, you know, whenever I was in Canada, I did. I broke my arm. And this is when I was like 18 or 19. And I went in there and they were like mixing up a bowl of plaster. And they actually slathered on plaster over a little sock sleeve thing. And I just thought, holy crap, you guys don't have that fiberglass wrap? You know, I mean, what does that stuff cost? Probably $10 a roll or, you know, but they didn't have it. And it's just the quality of medical care that you're going to get. You know, you go in there with free medical and you've got an infection on your hand, they probably cut your hand off, you know. They probably, the government gets their hands in stuff and they'll say, well, what's cheaper? Antibiotics for the next six months and treatments and all this crap? Or hack it off and give them a severance thousand dollar check, you know. Boom, you're losing your hand over budgets, you know. And so that's what you get with free. So if we were to go to a free college system, well, guess what, guys? Eventually, the colleges are going to say, well, we just don't accept this Bernie Sanders college. We just don't accept this government funding because, one, we don't want to bring every lowlife trashy bastard into our school grounds and have them walking around, you know, being all thuggish, not even going to school, but getting the benefits of all the free money and all the free crap. And you see that all the time right now, guys, the people that are getting their free college, their free this and that. Okay. And whenever I lived up in Salt Lake and I won't say any names because, you know, local people might listen to this, but we had some neighbors that were from Price as well. And these dirt bags, all they did was sell weed, meth, and steroids out of their freaking apartment. There was seven of them living in this apartment, okay? And it was like a two-bedroom. And they just partied day and night. And, and they got tons of money, government aid, government everything, man. Their food stamps, they had, you know, their rent was subsidized. Everything was going great for these guys, right? And why? Because their mom and dad were the same way. Their mom and dad were pieces of shit, never worked a job, never had any money, didn't try and help their kids learn the value of earning your dollars. And because of that, guess what? The kids learned you don't have to work hard 
You can be a piece of crap. You can sit there and just mooch off the government because they're going to give you everything that you need and everything that you want. You don't have to do shit for it. You can still party and sell drugs and live in your apartment with all your cousins, you know. And that's exactly what they did. And so hopefully with Trump in there, I hope that, you know, and the sad thing is because people like him have never lived in a neighborhood where right around the corner you got a crackhead and your next door neighbor's selling, you know, pot or whatever. And then, you know, and then the one down the streets, you know, crazy as hell walking around pushing a shopping cart, picking up bottles and cans and filling their garages full of it and stuff like that. You know, Trump and all these rich politicians have never had to have neighbors like that, you know. In fact, I, I saw an interview where they asked Michelle Obama, also a.k.a. piece of shit, they asked her what her favorite flavor of ramen noodles were. And she looked at him and said, ramen what? And they were like, ramen noodles, you know. All the college kids eat them. And she's like, I don't know. To, to be a politician and to be as old as she is and not know what a ramen noodle is, you know that they've never had to experience... Um, and you know, and ramen noodles aren't for poverty. And I mean, they're, they're pretty good. I like them, but, but you know what I mean? To, to be that high class that you don't even know what a ramen noodle is. That tells me that they've never had a neighborhood with a crackhead in it. You know what I mean? Or they've never lived in a, a neighborhood where, you know, Oh man, look at all those scumbags that live in there. They're just trashy dirt bags. You know, they're just collecting a check. And, uh, you know, and there are some people in my neighborhood that, and I will say their names because I absolutely fucking hate their guts. It's uh, this trashy bitch named Ellen Jones and her kid Enos Jones. All right. And these two pieces of shit, all they do is live off of government welfare. And then they go straight to their church as well and get church welfare. So these scumbags, that's all. They've made a lifelong career out of it. You know what I mean? And they just passed it down. And I just threw them a plug because I love those guys so much. But, you know, so it's just disgusting, guys. It's just disgusting, the, the mentality and everything that we've seen. But whenever you look at, like, you know, Trump and everybody coming into office, if it was Hillary coming into office, then the number of people on uh, welfare wouldn't have been so low. wouldn't be 67 million and some change, okay? It would have been, you know, well... We went from 109 to, you know, 100 even. You know, I I took 9 million people off of welfare. That's what that would have been because that's his buddy. He's going to hook up his, his criminal piece of crap buddy. But because it's Trump, the enemy, you know, they're trying to hyperinflate the stock market to where whenever Obama walks out, he says, look, guys, look at my eight years of tyranny. I mean, presidency. And, you know, during that time, look at that. I mean, I dropped over 42 million people off of welfare. And what else did I do? Oh, the stock market is doing great. And people can buy homes now. And look at auto sales. You know, auto sales, that's the biggest scam too. Because whenever they show the economy growing and sales of autos, and this is the number manipulation I'm talking about, guys. Don't believe anything that you see, read, or hear. But with the uh, manipulation of numbers, as I was, I was reading a thing that was talking about whenever, let's say, Chevy creates a brand new, you know, Chevy Cruze, okay? Well, they take that Chevy Cruze and they deliver it to a Chevy dealership. They report that number as vehicle sold, okay? It's not sold. It's sitting at a dealership. And sometimes dealerships that are a straight-up Chevy-owned dealership, nothing but GM product, they might even get that vehicle on consignment. So they didn't buy it, but it's there. But once it sells, then they'll sure give their portion back to Chevy. So that's one of the, and you know, not to pick on Chevy, I'm a Chevy guy, but you know, but that's just how they work. Toyota, Ford, all of them do the same bullcrap. So whenever you look at these auto sales and stuff up, it's number manipulation, guys. The economy's not getting good. We are living in a full-blown recession right now, okay? And I've been listening to quite a few other podcasts. You know, there's uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Really a good podcast. And that guy, they talk about the truth about money and the economy and what's going on in the stock markets. Okay. And then there's another really good podcast that I like. And don't you damn traders 
switch up and go straight to him exclusively, but it's Surviving the Day After. And also a catchy name that I kind of thought about, but I didn't even look into that one either. But I'm glad I didn't say that one. But Surviving the Day After, those guys, they really come out and give a lot of really good truths, a lot of good details. And, um, you know, they don't really do so much on uh, tips and tricks. So far, it's all just been about economy and and all this stuff. But these are two of my best sources and uh, that I really like to listen to quite a bit. Because if you go on, like, let's say... Everybody says Fox News is a Republican channel, blah, 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 whatever. They're all evil. If you read the New York Times, you're stupid because you might as well read the National Freaking Inquirer because it's going to tell you the same made-up bullcrap as the Inquirer. You know, oh, we've got this guy, and he's he's dying of that, you know, whatever disease. We've got it on video. It's in America. And then five minutes later, they're paying him $5,000 for the photo shot, you know, and then they get busted. You know, how can they go from a decent, credible source to a piece of crap like they have? But that just goes to show you how they are. And I'm sure you've all heard CNN, Communist News Network, because, you know, they're all over Democrats and they're all over this and that. Well, you know what, guys? Honestly, parties need to go away. That's how we're going to get out of this mess is we need to get rid of Republican. We need to get rid of Democrat and liberal. Okay, We need to get rid of all of it. We need to have yes and no, right and wrong answers flat out, okay? And the reason is, you know, just because, like, let's say a Democrat comes up with a good idea and then they say, no, we're not going to do that idea. We're not going to vote for it because you're the enemy, Bernie Sanders. You're coming up with this idea, you know? But where if he was just to come up and say, hey, guys, what about free college? And they say, no, you're a total faggot. Shut up. And then he says, oh, well, all right. And then, you know, and then somebody else comes up and says, hey, instead of Obamacare, it's going to screw you over, fuck your eyes out, and you're not going to be able to afford it, and it's going to cause you all these penalties and bullshit. Let's not do all this. Let's come up with this plan. And you know what? They could probably put their little brains together and equal one normal brain, and they could probably troubleshoot the whole problem with our economy. They could troubleshoot the... The whole problem with a free medical or discounted medical. And, uh, you know, they could solve a lot of problems if they just got rid of parties. And, you know, and I and I like Trump because he's crazy, all right? And crazy is what we need in there right now, guys. We don't need somebody that's a, that's a career politician. We don't need somebody that's trying to make connections and be a piece of crap and be an even bigger piece of crap down the road. We don't need it, guys. What we need is a guy that steps in first thing and says, I don't want to waste your taxpayers' money on your, even the vehicles. I'll supply my own plane. I'll supply my own jet. You know, it's nicer anyways. I'll supply my own security detail because, one, I trust these guys. They're not going to assassinate me like these CIA douchebags, you know, and they'll keep me safe. They've been doing a good job for years, and I'm going to keep them on, you know. I wouldn't even be surprised if he says, I don't want to stay in this uh, White House, you know. It smells like shame and and broken dreams and retarded. You know, I don't want to stay in there. And uh, I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't blame him if he stayed on Trump Tower and, you know, painted a huge American flag on top. Good good for him, you know. Somebody that's going to step in like that and try and do a good job and not line their pockets. Awesome, man. Awesome. And you know what would be even cooler is if the first people that approach him and try and get him in their pocket... If he was to just pull out a freaking 45 and blow him away right there on the spot. And then whenever they come up and go, Mr. President, what happened? Well, he was trying to make treasonous deals with the president of America. You know what I mean? And uh, Trump don't play that shit. So anyway, that would just be a, a cool scenario. There's a nice one for you. But with these entitlement guys, you know, you really got to have security. Okay. And, you know, you're right. Exactly. Um. Uh, <laughs> Glockaholic 17 because you, you need to have your weapons secured and you need to have your food storage somewhat secured okay and you know nobody has like a, a food vault for their canned goods and stuff but if you were to kind of keep them on the down low maybe keep them in a basement and you know cover them over with some boxes or something like that you know even label things in code like, if, if people are looting and stuff, and you have a bunch of cardboard boxes, and you wrote on them, like, um, you know, old shoes, or kids' pictures, 
chances are somebody's probably not going to grab that cardboard box full of kids' pictures and try and steal it, when in reality, maybe it's full of, you know, AR mags, or maybe it's clear full of canned goods, you know, freeze-dried food, you know, so, you know, use your head, you can do a little bit of uh, security on your own without having to break the bank, you know, building a, a huge walk-in vault room out of your house with a big vault door, which is actually not that expensive and a pretty good idea. You know, you can go with Fort Knox. These guys have safe doors that they'll come and install it on the door of any of your rooms. And so you can instantly turn a room into a uh, pretty secure vault. And you just have to worry about axes going through your walls. But, you know, there's ways around all that. But anyway, to kind of wrap this one up, guys, um, you know, the entitlement thing. And I'm sure I'm going to come up with something as soon as I turn this off. But... The entitlements make me sick, guys. You know, they absolutely make me want to fucking throw up, okay? These guys just think that they just deserve everything, and they want everything, you know? They don't want to do a thing to earn it, man, and that's what kills me. You look around at these kids today, too, and they're just like, I want a cell phone. I want a new tablet. I need an iPod. And it's like, what do I get out of you? You know, because that shit's expensive. If you got your kid... And I'm sure somebody listening out here is probably shaking their head going, yep, that's me to a T. If somebody out there has got their kid a cell phone and you pay the monthly bill and they've got an iPod and you and you uh, bought that thing for them because they didn't earn it. And, you know, they have a tablet, maybe even a computer in their room, okay? And they can't wear the cheap shoes. they got to wear those, you know, $200 pair of shoes and stuff and these designer $185 pants. You know, and you, you kind of look at what am I getting out of my return here, guys? What's my return on, on all my kindness and all my money and all my charity that I'm giving this child? What am I getting out of this, okay? Am I teaching him a valuable lesson? No, I'm creating an entitlement. Am I teaching him the value of hard work? If you are, good. Because, you know, if, if <laughs> whenever we were younger, my dad told us one year, he says, you guys want to get a basketball hoop out there? We said, yeah, sure, that'd be great. He said, all right, cool. Well, I need all these weeds pulled. And I mean, it was like pretty much a whole yard full of weeds. That wasn't even our yard. And he says, I'm just sick of looking at them. So we went out and we were pulling weeds and we pulled them until our hands were like bloody calluses, you know? And then he says, here. And he went out and he bought a, a swather deal, like a little, looks like a golf club, but it's wider and it's it chops them down, you know? And he says, here, use this, chop this down. So he, he bought us the tool and man, we went to town, you know, we chopped the whole field of weeds down You know, we had to pick all this up and, and carry it and load it up on a, a trailer that we had. And, you know, and I mean, that's what we did. You know, we did that. And I mean, all of us were like nasty, dirty. It took us like several days, you know, pro probably a week to be honest with you. And, you know, and I was about 11 at that time and I was the oldest son. So my other brother was like six and my other brother was like nine or eight, you know? And so all of us were out there working our butts off because we wanted this basketball hoop, you know? And that's just, that's just how it was around our house, you know? And, you know, not saying that we were, we, you know, we had a hard and we had to work our butts off, but you know, it, that was just the lessons that we got taught, you know, Hey, you guys scratch my back. I'll scratch yours. You guys want this, you know, $120 basketball hoop put up all right, get out there and make my yard look beautiful. And so we did. And I had daily chores that I did all the time. We had to do dishes all the time. We had to take trash out. I had to mow lawns. I kind of took it upon myself to garden the yard up. You know, I was always watering the fruit trees and, and watered the lawn and stuff like that, mowed it. We had pets. We had rabbits and dogs. We were shoveling dog crap out of the run. You know, things like that. That was just a normal every day. You know, you got it all done. You got everything taken care of, and you didn't get anything for it. You know, you, you weren't like, hey, Dad, I took out the trash. You got my new iPod. You'd get punched in the face. You know what I mean? It's like nowadays these kids just sit there and go, well, there's a new one out. I need the newest phone. And it's like, do you understand that a freaking smartphone is not only not free, Whenever you buy it, they say, well, we'll go ahead and charge you like 30 bucks a month for the next 10 years. And you go, oh, that's a good deal. And then they turn around and then they charge you, you know, I'm paying $89 for my plan. Just for mine. 
My wife's is another 89. Our, our phone bill is roughly $200 after taxes and insurance. And that's two lines on smartphones. And they're, you know, they're outdated by now. And, uh, you know, that's just life. But to, to just hand that crap over to your kids and just say, well, here you go, here you go. It's not teaching them how to, how to be a hard worker, how to earn things, guys. And, uh, you know, my one little girl one time asked me, she said, can I get a cell phone? I said, yeah. No way. I said, yeah, you can have a cell phone. And she says, what's the catch? And I, <laughs> and she's smart. She's a smart cookie. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, you have to get a job. And if you get a job, pay your phone bill. And, you know, and you could just see it right there. It was like, all right, I knew that this was coming because that's how we earn things around dad, you know. And my hat goes off. She did it, you know. She went out and got her, uh, you know, a cheaper phone or a used phone, somebody's hand-me-down, and went and got prepaid minutes put on it, you know, and babysat and did other things. I'm sure she mowed some lawns, and then she pays her phone bill. And, you know, and, and, and I think that whenever a kid has to do that, you know, 40, 50 bucks for a kid is a lot of money. So you teach your children at a young age that, hey, yeah, you want that iPod? You know, I, I have a cousin, his, his little boy worked all summer for him, you know, he, um, cause my cousin was doing some construction, you know, he was a contractor. So his boys showing up on the job sites, he's packing lumber, he's throwing stuff in the trailer, he's sweeping floors, you know, he's helping dye grout, he's mixing grout, he's doing all kinds of stuff. You know what I mean? He's, you know, he's sealing grout. He's doing all kinds of little odd jobs and he worked and worked his butt off. And he comes up to me one day and he's like, Hey, I got the money right here. Can we look online for uh, an iPod? And he wanted an iPod Touch, and we found the you know we found a pretty good deal on eBay, and we ended up getting him this really nice iPod Touch. But guess what? He earned the thing. And whenever you earn a thing like that, my hat goes off to you, you know, you young kids out there, because you just earned your thing. You you learned a lesson on the value of life, the value of things, you know that you've earned and you're going to take better care of it. You know, he's going to definitely not go and just drop that iPod touch down the stairs and bust the screen out and then just go, Oh, well, I'm sure that if he even got like a little scuff on it, he's freaking out trying to polish it off, you know, cause it took him all summer to buy that thing. And that's how it should be guys. That is how it should be. And it's not cruel. It's not unusual. It's what kids need this day. You know, you, you look around and all these little punks, they all have the nicest everything. And, and they look like little bitches. They haven't done a single thing to earn it. So makes me sick. But we're going to wrap this up. I'm getting to the end of my ranting. So, you know, teach your kids good, guys. Because they are the future. They are your future. When you're old, shit in your pants in a nursing home, that's the person that's going to be in there taking care of you. All right? And that's the person that's going to hopefully be supporting you. And you need to teach them good work ethics because the jobs are just not there anymore, guys. You're going to have to rethink, you know, colleges and all that. Think of other ways to make money because owning a business, you can make good money. Going out and doing a skill, performing labor, that's way good money because a lot of people won't do it or don't want to anymore. And that's how you're going to make your, your big bucks because we're in a lazy society. So, but, uh, at the end of this rant, you know, the one thing I'd like to leave with you guys um, is knowledge, okay? And we went back to the uh, the knowledge podcast. And uh, again, I'll just reiterate, okay? Knowledge, it weighs nothing, you know? And you can get it anywhere. There's a million sources. And it's always with you, even if it's in the back of your head. You might need a little bit of refreshing here and there. But guys, come on we got to build up our knowledge banks and, and all that good stuff. So anyway, like to give a, a thanks to all you guys for your support and uh, Semper Fi.